Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, your weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening to your very own vagina and schmagina, Juna Dawson and Dylan B. Jones. And this week we are very lucky to be taking a little experiment with journalist and writer Joel Golby. Welcome to the podcast, Joel. How, how am I an experiment? Well, this is Dylan's <laughs> experiment, if we're, if we're honest, which is we wondered what Sex and the City would be like for someone who I'm assuming identifies as a man. Yeah. A heterosexual man. <laughs> yeah. Who did not watch Sex and the City the first time round. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, am I the first you've had? You are the you're the first. Yeah. You're the first oh. in the world. Yeah. Wow. So oh. mm. This is nice. this is yeah. It's like testing like a fun new bacteria on virgin <laughs> flesh and just seeing what happens. You're our penicillin, Joel. Quite a lot of pressure, it feels like, because I've got to do this for the boys, haven't I? <laughs> and I'm glad you got me in for the lesbian episode. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so so many men listen to this podcast as well. I mean, the lads just love us. Yeah, uh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> We're doing a collab with uh, Lad Lad Bible. (laughs) (laughs) With Giacomo. Giacomo are going to be sponsoring just as for one week. Um, So yes, this week we have all three enjoyed series four, episode four, What Sex Got To Do With It. As ever, Dylan, do you want to give us a little potted synopsis? Yeah, so Carrie is continuing to date the jazz player who we all love, <laughs> Ray King. Um, Miranda eats some sweet things and then decides not to eat some sweet things. <laughs> Charlotte and her husband have, Charlotte and Trey have sex. Um, and Samantha is still exploring her lesbian relationship with Maria and the girls, the other girls react to it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah, I think I think work Charlotte might need to drop in a bit later on. I wasn't <laughs> I in my head this episode had nothing problematic in it, but actually I think there was. But um first of all, let's 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 start with Joel. As somebody who had never seen Sex in the City before, was this <laughs> just completely bewildering? Well, the most bewildering bit was is it Miranda you said? Yeah. Her storyline is she eats a load of cake and has a wank. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, like that's it. Yes. That's it for the whole episode. That's it. And then, <laughs> and then once you work back from there, 
there's quite a lot of baffling storylines going on in this episode. So the um, brown hair, Charlotte. Correct. Yeah. Right. So she's shagging her husband. That's Carmo McLaughlin. Yes. Right. From 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 straight people shows like Twin. Yes, Peaks. exactly. Yes. I know him well from the from straight yeah. TV. He's awful in this. He's <laughs> terrible in this. <gasps> oh, I think he's really well cast. He does this a lot because he basically plays exactly the same character in Desperate Housewives as okay. well. So he can he he has a line in repressed husband. Kind it of. may have been the script in this episode as well because he got rid- particularly ridiculous lines. Like, I feel like my Johnson's going to rock it right off. John yeah. Thompson. John Th- no, no, John, John, no, John, John Thomas. John, John Thomas. Thompson is from the fast show. He's, Sorry, John Thompson. He says about 100 words in this episode, and I would say 80 <laughs> of them are John Thomas. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, yeah, but, she, she keeps having to go home after shagging him for reasons unclear to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So I'll I'll fill you in. Let me catch you up, Joel. Please. So this is good for the casual listener as well. So all yeah. through season three, Charlotte raced into marriage with Trey because she decided on the Staten Island ferry that that was the year she was going to get married, and she basically coerces Cal McLaughlin into marriage in that she proposes to him, and on their wedding night, or actually you know, the night before their wedding she discovers that he suffers from erectile dysfunction and decides to marry him anyway. Um, But then by the end of series three, she has kind of decided this is not a satisfying marriage and she needs a husband who can suck her. (laughs) And so at the end of series three, they kind of part ways, but then four episodes later, that's where we're up to. So the fact he was able to do full penetrative sex in their marital bed is is a big deal but 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 why but why why was he suddenly able to 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 raw dog his wife because in sex in the city we refer to it as his schooner also because they go to sex therapy where he learns to refer to his penis as schooner and and charlotte's vagina is rebecca um because Carrie, like a sexual Nancy Drew, establishes that he has psychological impotence because one night Charlotte attaches a string of postal stamps to his cock and she wakes up the next morning to find it has split, suggesting physically he can get hard. It's all all in his head. So he's managed to overcome the psychological barriers regarding Rebecca. Okay. All right. So does that okay. make sense? I'm sure that makes perfect sense now, Joel. Of course. <laughs> I don't understand why they're married to each other. They don't seem to like each other at all. Well. This is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that that will that storyline continues to play out for much of series four, which is what happens when you essentially marry a stranger. I was going to say, actually, I'm like, I'm sick of it now. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. I'm slightly it's dreading like, this series because there's a yeah, lot of it to come. It's been like four episodes of the same thing over. Like, I'm sick of it. Buy Charlotte and Trey for now. <laughs> I wish, but that's not what happens. So there's loads, loads, loads more of her trying to shag a man she doesn't like and can't even get it up. Well, that's your, that's your little show, Dylan. <laughs> <gasps> well, no, because next, oh the, ne- the next saga is Charlotte is going to decide she wants a baby. So that's... Oh. God, that's, that's the next. That's item. a mistake. I have to tell you. <laughs> have you got, have you got a baby, Joel? 
No, I just, I know for their marriage, having seen it for 27 minutes already, <laughs> that that's, that's not going to save them. Um, oh, I wish she'd been in Charlotte McDougall's life. That could have really changed the course of her life had you just said to her, don't have a baby with him. I don't know quite how I would have fit into the um, the 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 fact that none of them ever seem to do any work and they only go to different restaurants and brunch places and bars. Have you they met Dylan? Have you met place. Dylan? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Oh, it's starting to make sense now why you have a podcast Hi. about this show. Okay. Um, Oh, we need to ask you as well. We always ask our guests, which one of them are you? Do you think you're Charlotte, Samantha, Carrie, or um, Miranda? How do people normally answer that question? <laughs> well, well, in in the in the year of our large twenty twenty one, let's face it, everybody wants to be Miranda because she's the one who kind of has her shit together when she's not fishing cake out of the bin. Okay, the, the, the wanking cake eater <laughs> is the best one. <laughs> What show is this? What have I missed? <laughs> She's a very successful lawyer, actually. Okay. Um, She's a successful lawyer. She's very she's very sort of cynical. She's very um She's she's the one who's the most grounded in reality. Um, she nearly buys a $75 cake in this episode, and that's a major <laughs> plot point. Oh, but but the key is she doesn't. Oh. That's the thing. That oh. shows that she's a sensible, grounded person. She does not buy the $75 the, cake. The other three would have bought the $75 cake. Yeah. Mm. Got you. Mm. Well, in this episode, the one I liked most was Samantha, and that was because in the first scene of all of them together they were all sitting and she was just standing, like looming over them in a powerful <laughs> stance. And I quite enjoyed that. It felt that she was she was dominating the um, social interaction for absolutely no reason at all. And then they all walked home talking about how weird she was. So I think <laughs> on that basis, I'm a Samantha all day and you long. Do, you are quite tall as well. I wouldn't say that you that you loom, but yeah. you certainly you certainly kind of you, you, you know I'm about, don't you? You know I'm yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, you're visible. I'm you're visible. visible. Yeah, like a big lighthouse. So <laughs> I, think, I think that's the vibe. So should we talk about... I mean, Samantha. Samantha was great in this episode. Mm. And I felt really bad for her. Like, they were all, like, assholes to her. Um, but I guess they were, like, supportive in the end, kind of. But they all just basically took the piss out of her. They were only supportive because she asked them to be supportive. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I, I have to <laughs> fact check that. She she explicitly said, can you support my relationship? And then at, at brunch, at another yeah. fucking place, um, <laughs> Carrie was like, we have to... Oh, I know it's tedious, guys, but we have to support our friend. I know it's bullshit, but yeah. she does it for us, and now we have to do it for her. Yeah. And then the, the other one was just eating cake, so I couldn't really disagree. <laughs> Because there were moments of genius. So I did like Carrie saying, wait a minute, you're in a relationship? Which yeah, felt that, that rang that true good. because what's surprising about this love affair is not that she's fucked a woman, it's that she's fucked the same woman more than once. Because usually, the same person. Yeah, yeah the same because person. usually Samantha goes through a different guy every week. So I liked that. And that said to me that Carrie knows her friend. But I did not like the walk home where she was like, poof, I'm a fire hydrant. Because that just bit turfy to me. 
I'm not gonna lie. It was a bit like, well, if she's a woman, I'm a Apache helicopter, I believe was the Piers Morgan line. So <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say that's literally what it's sort of quite chilling that that's what people say now, mm. isn't it, about trans and non-binary people. I do suppose it's a bit different though, because they, they do they do it as very light-hearted banter rather than uh, a fundamental attack on human rights. And there is a, a slight tonal difference there, isn't it? You know, you're trying to make your friends laugh in the street because one of your mates is now a lesbian. Uh, you know, it's light-hearted. We're having fun with it. Um, it's a little bit different, you know, when you're tweeting it and, uh, you know, when you're grave lining your own life, you know. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you're sleeping in a car, typing it out because um, yeah. your wife won't let you home, there is a difference, There, There is. We've said before, thank fuck they never had Twitter on mm. Sex of the City. Yeah. That would not have ended well. I think we're, um, we're about to see. We're about to see where that one's going. We'll, obviously, we'll come to and just like that later on. But we've had some, at the time of recording, we've now had some plot details, which we will discuss shortly. But I did like, I liked the Maria and Samantha stuff. Um, I loved that that kind of Samantha has met her match and I, I do love the bit where she taps her on the head and she's like this is not working for me kind of and and Samantha has to learn how a clitoris works is this canonically the first mention of squirt in the entire show yeah yeah I think so yeah okay, and I think that's... at the time it was quite revolutionary I remember so I was an avid heat magazine reader when this episode came out and I remember them being quite startled at the idea of the female ejaculation. I don't think I have anything to add on that. No, because Dylan and I, were we were kind of looking to you. Obviously, we're not in yeah. the room, but I think we were kind of like... Do, do, do I have to add? I did used to work for Heat. Um, no! On, yeah, yeah, on the, on the female ejaculation desk, actually. There was a whole desk? The, Amazing. By the end, yeah, by the end. <laughs> No, I used to I used to work on their website. I remember like buying the first ever edition. I think it had Jerry Halliwell on the front when it was kind of like it was like when it started it was like quite a sort of serious straight-laced media magazine about films and music and and then then with the rise of reality TV it kind of became more chatty. Yeah. Their their <laughs> TV and and film review section is always really strong. It's just you you have to, there's a lot of features about Kim Kardashian's house that you have to flick past to get to it. But yeah, they, they, there's, there's a very serious TV watching side to Heat, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm. So yeah, I, I can imagine them being having to call an emergency meeting when someone squirted on HBO. I think, I think, I mean, I, I would love our listeners to get in touch with us and tell us about their experiences. Because Carrie says it's the highly elusive female ejaculation. Is it that elusive? Like, I know both cis women and trans women who have achieved the squirt. And <laughs> so maybe, or maybe it's become like, it's a bit like vajazzling. You know, maybe it's one of those things that we're all looking for now. And, and just back in the day, no, it was nobody dared speak its name. What about porn? I never watched porn with women in it. Is it in porn with women in yeah. it? Yeah. Now and then. Yeah. I think some, you know... My my vague understanding of squirting is, you know, it comes easier to some people than it does to others. Right, I okay. Think. So I guess Mariah is... Mar- Maria. Maria. Maria is um, a real squirt show, and I guess that's why it's, it's 
only come up now. Kind of mm. makes sense. Because you yeah. would, you'd think Samantha would know about that. Like, yeah. Samantha has had a lot of sex, and yet even she is surprised and delighted um, by the female ejaculation. And she's also surprised and delighted by the fabulous cave, which is the vagina. <laughs> Engorged to the size of a fist. A, a grapefruit? Mm. Was it a grapefruit? No, she had a fist. Oh, a fist. A fist. <laughs> um, again, you'd think Samantha might know about fisting. Yeah. A woman, a woman wrote this episode. Nicole Avril wrote the episode. Maybe, maybe a woman, not so sexually adventurous. Also, Samantha is like Samantha is friends with enough gay men that she definitely knows about fisting, for sure. I think that's a wonderful time for us all to enjoy a message from our sponsor, Giacomo. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi and welcome back to So I Got To Thinking. Um, we are discussing what sex got to do with it and we are joined by special guest writer Joel Golby. I suppose we need to talk and somehow between the three of us attempt to answer Carrie's question, which is, which came first, the chicken or the sex? See, this is what I love about Sex and the City is it asks the really important questions like this one she really she really can't write can she <gasps> how dare you see this is i mean yeah like what was the example what was when she re- did the reading for the wedding oh like we got somebody to do a performance of it didn't we my hello was your goodbye or something like something awful yeah like it was it was beautiful um, um and she's and she also, her answer was i do and she also compared dating to the war in Northern Ireland once as well. Mm-hmm. She said it's like the war in Northern Ireland. Spicy. I mean, it's hard. I've had a column and it's quite, and mine was monthly, Carrie's is weekly. It's quite hard when you've got to churn out this stuff every single week. And when you're talking about sex and actually you're not massively sexually adventurous, it's no wonder some of her columns were a little bit 
less exciting than others. You've had a column, Joel, as well, haven't you? Yeah, I, I have regular, yeah. regular bits, regular features. And yeah, like sometimes you do run out of stuff to say. Um, I, I still wouldn't lower myself to write in which came first, a chicken or the sex. I've never been that out of things to say. I think I'd just call my editor and go, nothing re-happening this week. I haven't got shagged. Um, give me another fortnight. Rather than write that. But it's 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 a fantasy, isn't it? So we'll we'll let it slide. I won't I won't bring the entire podcast down talking about uh Carrie Bradshaw's um <laughs> Right-in expertise. A generation of Dolly Alton fans are going to get your address and skin you. You are, you are, you're baiting the, a thirsty group of fans. But um, yeah, the question makes no sense. It does not make a fucking lick of sense. Which comes first, the chicken or the sex? So she was talking no. about like sex in regards to relationships, wasn't she? So I think she means love. Like, can you can you fuck someone you don't love? Or can you have good sex with someone you don't love? Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, do you have to have the feel? <laughs> Must you catch the feels before you have the sex? Or should you catch the feels before you have the sex? It's a very 90s question. We've talked before, haven't we, about how there are very, like, sort of 90s ideas that the show has, which are, like, these things about, like, oh, you should only sleep with someone on a third date and do you need to love someone? And I think it's very, like, now, 20-odd years later... If you put it to someone who was under the age of 30, they'd be like, what are you talking well, about? Yeah. But again, why has it taken four seasons for her, especially as she says at brunch, like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't come unless I, I'm in love with them. Then why are you a sex writer? <laughs> Stupid ass. Why do you even do the job? <laughs> well... Idiot. <laughs> who, who gave her that job? She's clearly underqualified. Like it's taken four seasons to go, mm, love or sex, can, the, can they ever be different? Can they ever be separate? Yeah, all the time, <laughs> moron. At least Samantha acknowledges that she might want to get that looked at. Yeah, this is, this is the revelation from Carrie, which is she can only have mind-blowing orgasms if she's in okay. love with someone, which I think is a sign of some trauma from her past that we haven't got time to go into. It, I don't think that's true because some of the best orgasms I've ever had have been with just absolute randoms in the strangest of circumstances because it's weird and exciting and taboo and you know you're not yeah. meant to be doing it because it's a dreadful idea. That makes it twice as sexy. Same, like absolutely, absolutely disgusting men. Yeah, for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and this How is, is when we get into our trauma. Yeah, he's yeah, Chris is great. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, but it's so I'm just laughing so much at Joel because like you've literally touched on so many things that like longtime fans of Sex in the City have gone back now and watched and been like, one, why do they go to so many places? <laughs> Two, why is Carrie a sex columnist? And it's so funny that you coming in brand new are picking up immediately on exactly these things as well. You you want to know the bit that pissed me off the most about this episode? Absolutely. Yes. It starts in Ray's apartment, right? Is it Ray or Roy? Yeah, Ray. 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 Yeah. And she goes, oh, um, we, we, we're on our second day, but it feels like our third or fourth because we've been to three jazz clubs. And then they go back to his and he starts cooking dinner. He's chopping up stuff for dinner. Who goes out to three places, out, and then goes, let's go back and cook a meal. 
That's n- is that a nineties thing or is that just a psychopath thing? That's nuts. So I think... maybe it's a jazz thing. Do, do they do like an early bird special at the jazz club, or was it like a delicious <laughs> Sunday afternoon of jazz? Yeah, maybe it was mm. an all all day jazz festival or something. I think it might be. So Sex in the City. Part of why. I, it inspired me so much when I was like 16 when I first saw it and was actually, this This is a bit sad, but was actually partly an instrumental in me moving to London is it, um, I, think it, I think it really tries to put across this cosmopolitan life for its characters and be like, they're always out, they're, like they're doing the most all the time, I think. What do you think, Juno? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I also despise jazz and I was very proud of Carrie for just being upfront and being kind of like, is now a bad time to tell you I hate jazz because like Carrie I find it like a cat falling down a tunnel is what it kind of sounds like to me I just don't like it um so I was never into the idea but I did quite like there was one years ago where, where Samantha just takes herself out for a night of wine and jazz and I loved the idea of being somewhere where you could go for a beautiful evening of jazz, even though that is something I would never do. And I think you're right. I think that's why we, especially as queer people, why we migrate to the cities, because it's about the lands of opportunity, you know, where you can be whoever you want to be, whether that is an irritating jazz man or a cake addict. The duality of man right there, isn't it? <laughs> You can just be whatever you want. Just yeah, don't be constrained. Eat the cake. Fish the cake out of the bin, Miranda. I think um, I think the possibly Sex and the City's worst fashion moment was when Ever was in this episode. And I think it was when Carrie was wearing the flamenco flower and Roy was wearing the pork pie hat and they were kissing and I just looked at it and I was like, This this is horrible. But do you know what? I really fancy Ray. I yeah. really do. Mm. I think he's one of the most handsome men Carrie ever, ever dates. I think Craig Bierko was one of those actors who was a bit more famous in America than he was here, I think. I think he was kind of like an established face when he popped up for two episodes. Um, and he's really hot. And I kind of want Ray to play me as well. But he's so fucking irritating. Um, and I, I love that we never we never see him again with his, what do you call it, banjo. It's gone what? forever. What, what I what right right <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> what did you tell us about? For why your thoughts? He fucks. Okay. He makes margaritas. Yeah. He has passionate interest in things, <laughs> and yeah, he can't hold a conversation because his his mind's been uh, destroyed. But by jazz, too much jazz, <laughs> just straight to the, the source. The dangers of jazz, yeah. He's, he's just got scat thinkers. <laughs> he, just, he can never stick. But I, I didn't see the problem. She was. I only got the problem by her clanging me over the head with the narrative voice, which, by the way, if you took that track out, the, the whole show falls apart. There is no sense between any of the scenes without someone explaining in detail what's happening. But what was the problem? The guy fucks. And what's the issue? What, like, unless you're partic- like, unless you're explicitly on, like, a relationship tip, Unless you're explicitly out for that and nothing else see, will do. I see you don't know Carrie. You see, Carrie is very on the lookout for that. She's looking for crazy, inconvenient Dude, love. Why the fuck is she a sex fucking writer then? <laughs> well, quite. 
she finally had something good to write about and and she just put a fucking stupid flower in her ponytail <laughs> and skimmed a five dollar at some saxophonist underneath a tunnel and fucked it off and then next week she has to file shit again because she's decided for no reason at all to not get shagged by the jazz guy oh don't you worry joel because next week Aiden is back, so we don't we don't have to worry about Carrie. The love of her life is back next week, so we're okay. okay. Yeah, yeah it's he fine. got. It's gonna be fine. I think Ray was a victim of like plot as well as Carrie's proclivities, wasn't he? Um, but it's got it's so well. Also, I guess Ray, like you didn't see Ray last week. Ray was pretty bad last week. Like, oh, I thought he was quite sexy last week as well. But he was like walking around New York, talking about how like every sound in New York sounded like a jazz riff and stuff. And it was all just it was it was a lot. It was a lot to be fair. D- jazz people do really ruin jazz, don't they? It's <laughs> it's it's nice noise to have on in like the lobby of a, a fancy hotel. But as soon as someone tries explaining the baseline to you, it really just stops being fun. Do you think we're going to get hate from um, jazz fans? What's the, what's the overlap of jazz lovers and listeners to this show? Can I ask from the analytics? Do you know what? There will be some. There okay. will there will be jazz fans, and you know, not everybody loves girls aloud like I like girls aloud. You know, it's time we're all allowed to like different things. Kind of, I think I'm okay with that. And I was just gonna say, what's so for us in terms of do we think love should precede sex? I'm guessing we're all thinking no, no. no. Do we think? Because I do. Sometimes we need to play devil's advocate. Do we think that Carrie maybe has a point, which is when you are deeply in love with somebody in the way that, you know, Max and I and you and Chris, does it take sex to a different plane, as it were? I wouldn't, yeah. yeah it's, um... it's tricky one, isn't it? Because I, obviously I'm monogamous now, so I just do the sex with Max. Yeah. Whereas you technically have birth in that yeah. you have the love, all the love in the world, a yeah. world of love. But then also you have the the open cat flap, as it were. I mean, <laughs> what a strange, what a strange analogy. I mean, maybe we really can have it all. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, no, it's 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 definitely different for sure. Yeah. Hmm. So actually, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have taken the piss out of her so much because it is completely different. I wouldn't say it's like. I don't know. It's just different. I wouldn't say it's one or the other. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't know if it's better or worse. Yeah. It's just different. Sometimes I miss that. Oh wait, wait, wait. It's trans corner. Bing <gasps> bong bing. Um I miss that that is one of the things I miss about my life pre seven years ago, which was when I went out on a night, I never quite knew where the night was gonna take me. And often it took me to some really bizarre and often dangerous places. And I kind of miss that. I kind of miss that I I was a much more nocturnal creature 10 years ago whereas now much like Maria with her 10 penis fingers you know I know where my next orgasm is coming from and it will be coming from Max and you know that's fine sorry Max's mum who I know listens to this show (laughs) um yeah that that is nice um (laughs) that sounded really sarcastic sorry (laughs) I was just thinking about the um for some reason thought about that ridiculous montage in the episode where it like switched between all of them having sex and then Miranda eating the cake 
That <laughs> that was like one of Sex and the City's more mad moments I've ever seen. <laughs> I think. Oh, so that doesn't happen every week. So that went on for ages. <laughs> yeah, it did. It almost felt like they were killing time in the like. Yeah. <laughs> well, also there 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 was a lot of narrative to explain uh, what was happening to get through. So it did kind of make sense that I'd have to watch a woman eat cake out of a bin for about <laughs> seven or eight minutes. Well, um, yeah. Each week, Joel, one of them kind of has the D plot. You know, one of them, yeah. one of them has to do something ridiculous. And this week, unfortunately, it was Miranda. Um, okay. No, normally it's Charlotte doing some weird nonsense off by herself. If I'm honest, but um, yeah, unfortunately, Miranda got the short straw this week. Um, do you, Do you think maybe they just didn't need four of them? Maybe they could have just written it with three. Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> Which brings us so neatly to, and just like that, the the new reboot of Sex and the City, which will be coming to HBO Max this December and presumably Sky Atlantic as well. Yeah. Um, will you be tempted to tune in, Joel, now that, you have, now that you've had a tiny taster of Sex and the City? So it's the same actors. Yeah, except your favourite one, Samantha. She's not in right. it. And, right. <laughs> and they're... And they're and it's the same format. Yeah. What, why have they? Why have they not? Why have they called it something different? How's it different? Well, we think, although this has never been confirmed, but because Kim Cattrall, as Samantha, has bowed out, and given that she was the most highly sexed, I think uh, my feeling is that they wanted to distinguish it to almost get around the criticism of oh, it won't be the same. Yeah. Because it, because so they're basically saying right out the f- front door, it's not the same. Although it's becoming really, really clear that this is a direct continuation yeah. of where where the show left off ten years ago. Um, okay. So we've had some snippets this week. Now this is really difficult. If you if you are completely avoiding spoilers, stop stop listening now. And I think going forth, Dylan and I will will discuss and just like that towards the end of each episode so that if you do want to bail you you totally can but yeah as a fan of sex in the city i'm so excited and if i'm not going to talk about it with dylan and our thousands of listeners who also love sex in the city who will i talk to it about um joel is the answer so joel yeah. this is what we've learned this week um, <laughs> okay thanks um you're welcome Wait, actually i am avoiding spoilers so can <laughs> i just log off for this bit? no no, um, right, no. fuck me huh? <laughs> go go for it um <laughs> So we've discovered this week that, and possibly it's called, and just like that, Carrie has a podcast now. Yeah. Well, of course she fucking does. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, she's going to have less to, she's going to have even less to talk about now, surely. She didn't fuck in her 20s in New York. She's not going to be fucking now, is she? But this is potentially true. Although, again, this is big, big spoilers coming at night. Looks like bits of script have been, because this is it now. The last time they were filming Sex in the City was kind of the advent of social media. And I remember when the films shot, you did see bits of their outfits on social media and stuff. Whereas now, you know, this production is filming in the middle of Manhattan. It's being constantly photographed. And yeah, bits of script have have found their way onto the internet. And it looks like... Big spoilers. It looks like Carrie and Big are divorced. Yeah. It I... looks like we join Carrie as she and her husband are going through a divorce, which could also explain the reappearance of Natasha. Natasha has been cited. I think they had to do that, really, because, like, 
they're not just like there's a limit to having Carrie just married for the whole thing. Yeah, and and we've discussed on this podcast many many times that Sex in the City by and large works best when Carrie is single. It's about her, her freeing her up to meet people like Ray, um, which kind of is where all the conflict comes from, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there's only I guess it's tricky though. We've only had the two films where Big and Carrie have been married. Only the two, yeah. Sorry, just the two. Just, just two entire films about someone's marriage. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, only really one because actually they only get married at the end of the first film. So actually, there was only really the second film where they were married and they kind of have some difficulties and Carrie snogs one of her exes. And um, although officially we do not acknowledge the second film, but um, have you have you seen either of the films, Joel? Mm, no, no. Um, it feels like something I'm, I might watch on a plane, maybe, but even then... The first one's fine. The first one's okay. I'm... Well, it, 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 the second one is surely... Uh, I've heard it's very bad, but surely it's bad because it's about... So, so, it's married, someone's marriage is a boring storyline, so it makes sense that they've had to divorce her to get a whole... Like, uh, Sorry, I know you just got married, and uh, congrats, <laughs> and I'm very happy for you, but w- would I watch a 10-episode HBO series about it? Not sure I would. Well, so it, coming it, soon to <laughs> HBO Max. It's Juno and Max on HBO Max. <laughs> it's just called Happily Married, and there's no conflict at all. It just goes very smoothly. And, you oh, know. you say oh, that. We made yes, risotto this week. Yesterday, nice. I fell out with Max for about two hours because I was too hot so you, you say her now oh wow but, um, after after i was just this vile creature for two hours i kind of went in and i was just like i'm sorry i was too hot <laughs> and that that's married life so yeah it's it's spicy stuff would, would you watch carrie being slightly too hot i can't pretend i wouldn't <laughs> if, if I'm honest. Um, and just like that i realized i was too warm um <laughs> So yeah, so it's it's looking, it's shaping up to be quite exciting. They've, they've announced a bunch of other actresses joining the cast as well. A very diverse cast, a, an actress who used to be in Homeland and various other, Sarah Ramirez had already been cast. So yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it's not shit. Yeah, I've got higher hopes than I had a few months ago now. When I sent you that first picture of the three of them together in Manhattan... I was genuinely really excited yeah, about that. Same. And it's just seeing like, like yeah. that clip of Sarah Jessica Parker like doing that little trot. I was like, oh my I, that's when I realized like we're getting more Carrie Bradshaw. That's crazy. Um yeah. Mm. Maybe Samantha's dead. I still think that is how I would do it. I think Oh yeah, like a really glam funeral is the first scene. Mm. That's exactly what I would do. I think I think yeah. I because nothing else will satisfy me. You know, because yeah. narratively, Samantha and Carrie are best, best friends. And I can't envisage what could have possibly happened in their lives to make them not be best friends anymore, other than Samantha dying. So, <laughs> so no offence, but I hope she's dead. <laughs> well, it would give them something to talk about behind her behind her back as well. So it kind of makes sense. <laughs> how would... How would... How would you want her to die? Maybe in some sort of like, did we say in some sort of sex accident or something? If it were me, I would. So in series six, um, Samantha has breast cancer. And and I think for me, as a storyteller, I think you, I would stay honest to the work they had already done. And the, the fact of the matter is that 
as somebody who has experienced breast cancer, the, the likelihood that it would return for Sam is probably quite high. And so I, I think that would be the demise that would feel the most honest. But then there would be that temptation to give her a much more triumphant send off where she gets crushed by a horse that she's shagging. Catherine the Great style. <laughs> so that was series four, <laughs> episode four. Um, what sex got to do with it? Um, Joel, thank you so much for coming for coming along. No, thank you for making me watch a twenty-year-old show about a woman eating cake. <laughs> um, well, you can jo- you can join in next week as well. You can join in and watch series four, episode five. I think you should come on every week from now on. What? Just drop in and tell you why the D plot was bad, and they should have just had three people all along. Yeah, is that really what you want on your podcast? <laughs> Celebrating the show that you love, you want me to come in and not understand it every single week. Why? Why would you want that? <laughs> If you'd been here from episode one, it would have been a very different podcast. You're right, but I think it would have been a it would have been a great podcast, though. Sort of like just two really ardent Sex and the City fans desperately trying to gaslight a straight man into enjoying. In fact, this possibly we we missed a trick. Actually, possibly this should have been the podcast. (laughs) Next week, we're going to watch episode five, Ghost Town. And Aiden is back and he's lost about three stone and had a haircut and all the turquoise jewellery has gone. Oh, this is hot um, Aiden. So this is hot Aiden. Re- hot Aiden's back. So we're all really looking forward to hot Aiden. And we will see you all then. Um, until next week, like and subscribe. And we will speak to you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.